Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host. And today I have the one and only Mr. Clinton Swain on. And um, he's got an accent, y'all. He's he's from Australia originally. So I can't wait to hear this guy's story. You're going to enjoy it. But do me a favor before we go any further. Share this out. Share it out to everybody you know. Share it all over social media. Let's get a lot of traction on this and stay with us. We'll be right back. All right, we are back. Let me bring Clinton on. Clinton, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Ken. Great Good to, to be have here. you here. Great to have you here. Um, and and I, you, you and I were talking a little bit before we started. You're joining us from a Starbucks in Mexico. Yes, unfortunately, Wi-Fi is not that great here consistently, so I decided to make sure I'm here to be here the whole time with you. Yeah. Eric says, I like Southern accents. <laughs> That's funny. And um, so good morning, Jose. So, so Clinton, I started this show about four years ago to help people get unstuck in life. And um, I've done, I don't know, 450 interviews, I think something like that. Um, so let's, let's talk about, let's start with where you tell everybody where you were born and raised. Yeah, I was born in Melbourne, Australia, okay. and I lived there for 31 years, and I grew up in a great household, great parents, and they sort of gave us the freedom to do whatever we wanted and raise us to be very independent, and I, at one point I was in school, and our teacher got us to write down what our goals were for the next five years, and I wrote down for the next 25 years, and I then put them away. And it wasn't until years later, I went back and thought about it, how much of that had actually come true. And yeah. that was really unlocked, realizing how much powerful goal setting was as a way to go out and achieve what you wanted. And so I wow. went to university. I was the first one in the family to go to college. I went to seven years, for seven years, got three degrees from university and wow. then started my, started my own computer business. And I started it knowing I wanted to leave it within seven years because computers, technology is changing so much that I didn't want to keep relearning skills every couple of years. Right. So I then transitioned into real estate, um, started buying, went, went shopping, and I bought 10, real, 10 houses over the course of a couple of months, started building a portfolio up, and then realized that, you know, I wanted to play a bigger game. So I went off and went and got a lot more education and training and started making mistakes. And not small mistakes, big mistakes. And the accumulation of those mistakes ended up being about $6 million. And through that journey of losing that money, I realized um, the one common thing to every loss was me. Every single mistake I made, the one common thing was me. Yep. And so I then decided to step out of the real estate market because the deals I was involved in were $200 million deals, $400 million deals. 
uh, building you know, a thousand houses. That was the deal that I was playing with in Southern California. So the next mistake I would have been would have been probably a $50 million mistake. And I wasn't prepared to go down that path because the, the psychology was horrible dealing with the losses and, and everything that came with it. And so I stepped out of the market to work on me. And I realized that this bit here was the most important thing for my success. Yeah. And then went on a really deep and long journey of personal growth and development to work out what was causing the sabotage and to get rid of it and to go back in the market. And in that journey, I started teaching my friends what not to do. Because mm. I figured if you don't do A, don't do B, don't do C, don't do mistake D, E, F, G, all that's left is success. Yeah. So I started teaching them to avoid all the mistakes I made. And <laughs> they loved it so much, they kept asking me to create more games. Because my background was games. I ran a games club for 10 years. Yeah. And so I created, with all my knowledge of gaming, I brought that into the business environment and taught people how to use games to learn how to grow business. And so they kept asking me to create more and create more. And so... Like, what are you talking like board games? What kind of games? Interactive games. So instead of having a board, the room becomes the board. Uh, so you're moving around the room, interacting with different banks and interacting with different stations to do the results of a game, but doing it in a way where it's fun, interactive, and it grew to the point where I was on some people's stages like T halves and running a game for a thousand, 100 people at once. Yeah. And these games were transformational, impactful. And I just found myself creating more and more. And so I never, never going back into real estate. I just kept creating games that transform people's lives. Wow. And that's been doing that now for 17 years. And I love it. I've ended up becoming the world's best at what I do because wow. of my devotion to it. And that's sort of where I've got to now is I, I play these games that just change people's lives. They're fun. They're engaging. They're unique. I use costumes, props, music. So you, you will come in and you get immersed into these games and time just flies. But you walk out because you've got lessons in your body versus in a book. Love and that. That's, that's where the journey led. I, I never anticipated being a trainer. I never anticipated going down this path of doing games and teaching. But from the computer business to the real estate to this, it's kind of interesting how our life journey takes us to yeah. where we're on path. And you're clearly on path with what you're doing. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm clearly on path with what I'm doing. But if yeah. I got told beforehand, Clinton, you're going to have to lose $6 million in real estate before you find your path. I'm yeah. not sure I would have wanted to do that. Sure. Well, I, you know, it's like Tony Robbins says, we, we do everything to avoid pain and gain pleasure. <laughs> so, you know, I think so. So when you when you talk about these games and the training, is there a is there a um, a, a certain uh, what's the word I'm vertical that you focus on? Like, is it sales? Is it is it is it emotional, spiritual? What 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 kind of games are we talking I, about? I have an extensive range. I've got over 200 and 208 different games I've created. Okay. Everything from sales, marketing, leadership, communication, teamwork, crisis management, financial management, personal development, all that stuff is all done wow. through these games. 
through. Wow. So I just I didn't just create one course. I've now created 20, 29 different courses that I teach, each one three to five days long of wow. life-changing content. And wow. it's kind of like when you unlock your greatness, you yeah. can't stop. Right. Like right. With, what, with what you do, I mean, for, I got to acknowledge 400 is an enormous commitment that most people will never achieve because never. they don't, they don't have the ability to stick to one thing and keep doing it. You yeah. know, I've run must be close to 500 classes now yeah. around the world yeah. and don't want to do anything else with my life, but do it because I'm love it and I'm passionate about it. Right. And the results are there, but too many people dabble. They, they test a little bit. And they do something else. They test something else and never get a chance to be really, really good at what yeah. they do. You know, I, I it's funny, man, because I had John Lee Dumas on the show who's in the top in the world. I mean, he's always in the top five podcasts in the world. And he said, how many of these have you done? At the time, it was like 320. And he goes, dude, that puts you in like the top 1% of all podcasts in the world. You know that, right? And I'm like, no are you serious and he's like most people give up at 40 or 50 episodes they stop you know and and so i just love it i love hearing people's stories and how they are creating a a magnificent life and it sounds like you're doing it there's my brother from another mother craig doeswalt hello craig do you know craig i do know craig i love that dude he hates me but i love him <laughs> he, is, he is an extraordinary man he is ex yes he is um so so these you you mentioned you quickly mentioned that you've been on t harv ecker's stage um how did you get so i want to go back to because we we quickly glazed over you went to college for seven years got multiple degrees you 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 what in the world? I mean, so you, there's got to be a lot of details, like little things that made you go, you know, maybe I should become a trainer. Maybe I should start doing stage stuff. Maybe I should. I mean, where where did the 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 light bulb go off? At what moment? You know, I, I lost six million dollars and became a trainer. That's not a story. <laughs> That's a result. But what what was what happened? So. Before I started my real estate, I used to play Robert Kiyosaki's cash flow game. Ah. And I used to play in my business. And I used to, my employees in my computer business, I used to stop the business for three hours and we'd play cash flow for lunch for three hours. Wow. And we played it every day yeah. to the point where I played the game over a hundred times. And we ended up modifying the rules, adding in new rules, changing the way the game worked. And I ended up creating my own structure around it all. And I had so many people coming over to play it. We invited people, guests to come in and play. Yeah. And we had more and more people coming over to my house on weekends to play this version of my game I created that my wife at the time said, get out, go and, go and turn into a business. There's too many people coming over the house every weekend. And so I decided to go out and run, hire a hotel room and run it for the first time. And we ran it and everyone loved it. And so we just kept doing it. And, and this was what, so, okay. So Sharon Lecter is a really good friend of mine. So, so 
So you took that game, you're playing, and I know she was very instrumental in creating that as well. So the you took that game, you're playing it with, and, and then it just morphed into, wow. A complete, a complete experiential process. Instead of six people around a board, it ended up becoming a thousand people live in the room. Dude, that is incredible. Sorry, I didn't mean to call you dude, but that's incredible. Wow. And so that that has really got started. And I was running it up and down the coast of California. We ran it 50 times up and down the coast and it was making no money because I was charging for one day of training for like $45. And people were paying the money. They were coming in, but it wasn't a financial business model. And my wife was like, stop it. You're losing money. It's, you're not, you're make, it's not making no sense. And I said, no, 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 I'm learning something. I'm learning a lot about being on stage, facilitating, running games. And then that's what ends up morphing. I was actually, I actually did a game for Robert Allen and Mark Victor Hansen. I don't know if you remember, they had a, Mark wrote a book called Cracking the Millionaire Code. Do you remember yeah. that book? Well, yeah. Mark and Rob had promised the world they were creating a game that came along with the book. And no game came out with the book. And so Robert Allen and I were sitting in his house and he said, okay, I had the former designer of cash flow sitting in your chair. I've got you there now. Why should I listen to you to create a game for him? And I said, Rob, because I'm going to create a game which one will meet all your expectations and will be delivered on time and cost you nothing. And he wow. goes, um, okay, sold, done. Designed the wow. game for him. So I designed the game for him and Mark. And I ran it at the Cracking Their Million Ode course they ran. And wow. the game worked for three days and the game worked brilliantly. Fabulous. And that was when T. Harv came up to me and said, I was at T. Harv's house at a private event. And he came up and said, um, I heard you designed a game for Robert Allen. I said, yep. He goes, can you design a game for me? I said, yep. And so I created a game and outlined on paper what the game would work with to turn the millionaire mind intensive into its own game yeah. so i penciled it out he looked at it and goes that's brilliant i want you on my stage so he then said if i'm going to have you on my stage you need courses to sell at the back end to do a profit shit profit split and so that's what happened i created courses to be able to sell on t half stage and then he put me on his stage at his uh gorilla business school and his uh millionaire school and that yeah. just expanded the business rapidly wow that's incredible yeah mark is a very very good friend of mine i i actually am an affiliate partner with him so we used to go um, hiking in the mountains together so what's that? robert allen mark victor hansen and brian and i we always go hiking in the mountains separately like myself with mark myself with rob myself with brian brian um, tracy yeah wow incredible i love brian tracy and mark I, they're they're all incredible yes, so 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 you um i mean so you started doing this I, it doesn't sound like you were very old when you started doing 34 this. okay so where did things start morphing from there because i know um uh, you know i know i know some people in the t harv camp i know like you really like took this to a whole different level and it sounds like you still are. What happened was back in the early days with Tihar, it was all me in a business suit facilitating the games. Yeah. And 
when I started creating my courses, at one point I was doing a game which was set in a carnival. So people could learn about investing strategy by looking at different carnival games and how the numbers add up to work out their mental mental strategy for investing. Yeah. And so I decided to go off and get like a ringmaster's jacket and top hat and dress up in costume for the, for the carnival night. Love and everyone it. loved it. They loved it. And the end of it, every single person wanted photos with the ringmaster. Oh, and I love it. the whole debrief became, everyone said, we want more of that. We want more game. We want more costume. We want more environment. And that became, that unlocked it. That really unlocked the whole creation of the costumes, the theme, that side of it to make it work. And from wow. that point forward, it was off and running. Everything became theme-based, costume-based, game-based. So if, and these events that you're doing, you said are, are three or four days. Mm. So talk about that. Like if, if somebody, and I'm, I'm assuming they're no longer $45. No, the first one's free, but then they oh. join a whole package of the first three day course is free because really? I can give, I can give away three days of powerful life-changing game-based content because I have 28 courses of material to then mm. upsell them into. Yeah. So the three days is full, a full on powerful life-changing program, but it's all done through games and play. What happened though, during COVID? I mean, that, that had to. Brutal, brutal. Yeah. Um, half of that, we went to turn it online. I ran it online, but I had to cut out half the content. My, my, I normally train, like T-Hub, I train from like 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. And when you're online, you can't do 16 or 15-hour days. People yeah. just can't endure sitting in front of a screen for 15 hours. So we had to cut it back to like eight hours a day for yeah. three days. And so we lost half the content because yeah. a lot of the experiences that we do, which are interactive and hands-on games, you just can't do online. Right, right. So I do a game called Pedal to the Metal. And Pedal to the Metal is four people sitting around with a Lego car, building the car, breaking it apart, building it again, but all in a race car theme. So it's like rounds, teams are competing against each other. It's an incredible, incredible high-energy, passion, emotion game. But you can't have four people online building a car yeah. because the car can't exist across the digital world like that. And so COVID was brutal. We, we actually ran stuff online to support our member base so they felt like they were getting value and interactive over that time but because what i do is so hands-on experiential in the training room um yeah the, on, unlike digital people who can get online and do fully things digital and make far more money and not hire venues yeah um my passion is transforming lives in a room <clears throat> yeah wow yeah so that was that 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 had an impact, I'm sure. Had an impact. There's there's our buddy Ben Gay Hi, ben. the third. Love Ben. That He's dude, amazing. He is amazing. A legend. Um, and Victoria, it is not Friday yet here in the States, which is where she is, but um happy Thursday to you. So so Clinton, um when I, I mean, obviously, the world is starting. It, well, it's opened back up. I, 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 you know, I have friends traveling all over the world now. 
Um, and you're in Mexico, so you're not sitting there in a mask. So it appears that they've they've opened up there as well. They just um, released the mask mandate here last week. Did they really? Wow. So they finally finally about half the population over here now are no longer wearing masks. Wow. But but we've got Malaysia and Singapore, or Malaysia at least is now open. We've got venues booked again over there. England's wow. open. We're booking venues over there shortly. So we're gradually getting back to a full schedule. I, I used to be on the road nine to ten months of the year. Oh my goodness. So I would only be home in my own house for two months of the year. The rest of the time I'd be out teaching and traveling around the world. Wow. Well, so so talk about some of the events that you have coming up and and what your plans are with that. So my introduction program is called Play to Win. And it's three days of all game-based training where you come in and we start off gently because most people aren't used to the level of immersion that I do in a training room. Yeah. Most people are used to hearing a speaker on stage talk and share versus my idea is make the students the star. They're the ones who are actually doing the games by playing. And they're so immersed in the games that time just disappears. You might have a five, six hour game go. And during that time, people have like, they wonder where the time's gone. And yet they've learned profound lessons over five hours running a medieval kingdom or they're talking wow. a minefield or they are doing a marketing presentation or they are building this Lego car, whatever it is. So we have 12 different games in that course, each one vastly different over the three days teaching sales, marketing, leadership, contract writing, negotiation, communication, uh, crisis management, all in these games. Right. And and so you're you're starting. You have a. I think you told me you have an upcoming event. Like right now, I normally I do it three times a year in uh, U.S., in U.K., in Malaysia, Singapore, and Australia, all around yeah. the world. But because of COVID, we're doing mainly in the U.S. right now, and gradually getting back to the international schedule. Okay. And so what, what event do you have coming up? You, you said go to ptw.com. Yeah. Go, to PT, go to com is the link where you can go and find out more about what I do and how it changes people's lives and the benefits people have got from doing it. And it's free. It, it's because it's hard to explain. It's like explain to you what's like being on a bicycle going downhill if you've never ridden a bicycle. Right. You can conceptually get it, but you couldn't really understand it. Right. No. The same thing. By you coming to the training room and playing these games, you then get a grasp of, oh, this is what training should be like. Training mm. should be fun. It should be engaging. It should be immersive. You know, the idea in my training room, no one's got time to sit on a phone and pull out a phone to check their locus, local feed. They're too busy immersed in the training room. Wow. But if you go to many training rooms, you know, our bandwidth to absorb information isn't fully absorbed by most people speaking, which means we've got time to think about other things, we've got time to check phones. But in experiential training, you don't have any of that. You're so, so immersed in what you are doing, you haven't got time to go and wow. think about all the other things. And so that's what the training room does. It immerses you. I've got one game that goes for 13 hours long. At the end of 13 hours, everyone is begging, can we please play the game again tomorrow? Because wow. it's, it's transformed their life so much in those 13 hours. Every single person is in costume. 
Every single person has. So let's say you're a character in that game. You've got a character sheet. You've got goals you need to accomplish in the game and secrets you must keep hidden. And so your goal is to go and expose this person and their secret is to keep it hidden. And so it's this whole game set around the Elizabethan England with like intrigue and plots and diplomacy and negotiation. And it lasts for 13 hours. There's a grand banquet and a ball and a weddings and all these things happening in the room that people oh for 13 hours are just, they're, they're in costume, they're engaged, they're, they're eating, they're socializing, but they're learning business lessons by having fun. Are there costume changes? For the students in that game, they get given one costume for the entire day. Wow. Right? But I pick the costume. I provide the costume. So every single, so I've had 150 wow. people all dressed in professional quality medieval costumes playing this game. And it's just sensory overload. Wow. And that, and you do that for free? Not that one. Oh, I Not was going to say, wow. No, 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 that one, that one's my most complex game. Because okay. I've got to sit there and write custom profiles for every single person to make sure that I'm going to give you goals that are going to challenge you wow, and things that are going to stretch you that will still work. And so it's a lot of work for that particular game. Yeah, I'm sure. Sounds like it. So let, let me ask you a question because this is all about, you know, breaking through walls. The show is about overcoming obstacles and in life so in your opinion what do you think holds most people back from from two different things um number one achieving real financial success in life and number two um freedom and happiness like and i do believe that those two are related by the way i've been broke and it sucks and i've been wealthy and it's way better than broke so um but so so talk about what you think and and you got to do better than fear everybody's like oh it's fear i think it's more than that and i think you probably believe it's more than fear but what do you think holds people back I think first of all, it's are you willing, willing to dive deep into something? Look at look at one of the things I study is world leaders, people who have achieved greatness. And I have a wall of these world leaders. I, at one point, Ken, I wanted to have people on my wall to inspire my students. Right? Pictures: Gandhi, Martin Luther King, Jesus, other pictures. And yeah. I couldn't find good imagery of world leaders. And so I went off and hired a painter to paint world leaders for me. And this painter has now painted 576 paintings. Now you're wow. talking gallery size, three foot by two foot, world-class paintings, right? He's been painting for me now for 17 years, painting these incredible world leaders. And the goal is to do 800. Because wow. when we started, we thought Van Gogh had only done about 750 paintings. So we thought, let's put an unreasonable goal out there of 800 yeah. paintings. Now, mm -hmm. we ended up painting 863. So we'll probably end up stretching our goal a little bit further. So the goal was this huge library of paintings of inspirational leaders. So I have the world's largest collection of inspirational portraiture. So nearly everyone's inspirational leaders, I have paintings of them. 
Wow. And these paintings are, when I study the paintings, and I look at people, everybody on there achieved elite or mastery status by commitment of doing something and doing it deep. No one flitted around the outsides of lots of things and became great. Everyone became great because they did something like you, 400 plus podcasts. They did a lot of it and they did it at a deep level. And so yeah. I think the first thing is most people don't commit to depth. And if you can commit to depth and really understand all the minute details that make what you do unique, yeah. that's one of the biggest things that most, ne most people never do. And I, I think without that, if you're just playing on the surface level of your career and you're not truly committed, you're never going to achieve that level because the whole of mastery you know, masters achieve 90% of the wealth and the yep. top elite achieve 99% of the wealth. But most people want to be average or want to be just above average and just above average won't cut it. Uh, <laughs> that is what you just said there is an unbelievable soundbite. I think so many people are sitting on the sidelines of their own life, not just their business, their life. They're sitting there watching everybody else and blaming that person or blaming this group or blaming this country or blaming and instead of engaging in life. That's why I love what you're doing, creating these immersive games, because life is a game. It really is. And it's a game that can be fun or it can be absolutely miserable. I talk about, in one of the example, two people sitting on a park bench overlooking the beach on a beautiful day. Yeah. One person could be looking out and be in a space, a space of total bliss, peace, yeah. calm, centered, enjoying. And the person beside them can be in their own emotional hell, yeah. anger, frustration, hatred. And they're both in exactly the same environment, but their worlds are totally apart and they're only two feet physically apart. Wow. Because we all in my experience, we all create our own world. We all create our own world up here of what we're receiving, what we're putting out. And so the result for those people is that if you create your own, you're creating your own hell, or you can create as a game and make it fun. Oh my gosh. That's, that's, it's brilliant. And so true. So true. So, so let me ask you this. Um, the people who, you know, during the pandemic, the suicide rates skyrocketed around the world. Um, people just gave up. And, and, and I think that there's, you know, there may be people who are watching today um, or the replay or listening to it on a, their favorite podcast platform. But, you know, maybe they've gotten to a place where they feel like they've tried everything. They feel like they've they they they're hanging on to their business or their life by a thread. What do you say to that person if they called you and said, "I don't know what else to do. I've done everything. I'm barely hanging on." What do you say to them to help get them over the hump to the next to the next day or moment? Find something new to do. Find something you've never done before. Explore something. The fact you said you've done almost everything, I don't believe that. There is too, this world is too rich. There is too many amazing things to learn, to grow, to experience. And 
learning, growing, exploring gives you energy. It gives you life force. When you are testing something new, it allows you to grow. So go, go get out of your pattern, get out of your rut and go and do something different. And maybe that might give you a spark or give you an idea or give you something which you can pursue and then surround yourself with other like-minded people. Because, you know, there, there is so much ways that people can just, like you said, settle. They get into a pattern. They, they, their life becomes routine. Yep. And routine ends up, it, it, it gives us stability. But if you've got stability with nothing happening, then it's like the rut becomes your grave. And I totally believe in learning new things can stimulate up here. And something is like, oh, I had one of my students. She went back and she did a ballet class in my classroom. We do a section on ballet about movement and understanding the body. And from that, she went reconnected when she was a child and she did ballet. And from doing that, she went off and she started doing ballet on a regular basis and reconnected with a part of her she'd lost. Mm. And, you know, it's things like that. When we can go off and explore either new things or things from our past we've let go that can give us the energy to get over those bad days. The pandemic was brutal for me. When I'm on the road nine months of the year and I'm teaching in a training room, changing lives, and suddenly it was my wife and I were in Malaysia when the lockdown happened. Oh. And she couldn't come back to the U.S. with a green card. So I was locked out of the U.S. for two years in a foreign country, um, barely able to move because we could, with the lockdowns in Malaysia, we had to find ways to make it work. So I created new things. I created new wonder cards, cards about the, hist- cards about the great wonders of the world, about the history of flags, and create a whole big deck of those. So I just kept using that to be a way to create new things. I wrote seven books over there while I was over there um, on, on world leaders of history. Wow. So I, I found ways to cre- to keep the excitement and energy of life going when basically we were almost in a virtual prison cell in Malaysia because we couldn't travel, couldn't teach classes and, you know, doing stuff online. You were, you were in Malaysia for, for two years. Yeah. 18 oh. months. Wow. Wow. Yeah, we, t- we turned up. We, we, we basically couldn't leave the U- to come back to the U.S. because my wife would have to separate from me. And so we could stay together in that country. And so we stayed there for 18 months. We got permission by the country to stay there. Yeah. And we just used that as a time to create and energize and prepare for when the COVID was over and we could come back and keep teaching. My goodness. You didn't give up, though. I tell you what. We were on the 16th floor of the building. It was very tempting many times. <laughs> right. Seriously. Seriously. Wow. Because when your life purpose feels like it's been taken from you and 15 years of what you've been doing is no longer available to you and no end in sight, it was brutally tough. And so I had to find ways to keep creating a reason to keep going. Um, and that was, you know, creation. Because creation, giving birth to something new is energizing. If you're giving, so we're doing the paintings, we're writing the wonder cards, we're, I'm constantly creating to give me life force energy to keep going when the core of who I am was taken away from the training. I, I've, I've literally said that I don't know how many times to people, like if you find yourself stuck, remember that you were, you know, I think in every religion across the world, they refer to God as the creator 
would and if and if you're part of or made in the image of that creator you're like go create if you're stuck start creating something figure it out like you know you, you, you you're you're tapping into a part of your beingness that is supposed to be and and people just don't do it you know they I, mean, I, I look at i look at yourself right you've done four 400 plus of these yeah. can you imagine what another 400 of these would look like for you who you it's, will have interviewed in 400 more episodes it's going to be incredible the 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 un the unmanifested yeah what will what you can see is definitely going to happen there's yeah. no reason why you won't do 400 more episodes of right. who you could interview over that just alone the potential of that 400 is amazing my portraits every week i get a new portrait coming through for my painter wow. so i've got another 200 portraits coming up over the next couple of years who's going to be on my wall is enough to keep giving fuel keep energizing so yeah, the creative force is incredibly life affirming. It really is. And 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 I, I I you know, I want to I want to be so impactful in what I'm doing that I'm one of those portraits someday. <laughs> so, uh, it's extraordinary looking at them. The painter has done them so the eyes are looking at you. So anywhere you stand in the training room, you look wow. up at the, the I have 55 of them normally around the wall. Jeez. Anywhere you stand, you look up and the eyes. So you're playing a game, you look up and there's Gandhi looking at you. You look wow. somewhere else and there's Jesus looking at you. You look somewhere else and there's Mother Teresa looking at you. Wow. That's kind of like a sense of presence of greatness in that's, the training room. That's amazing. <clears throat> and where where is your next training? Uh in San Diego. Okay. Wow. Uh right now we do them in San Diego. We do them. Uh, we're doing them every couple of months right now until we get back at the end of the year and expand yeah. back around the world. Yeah. Wow. Man, this is this is incredible. I I, I can't wait to attend one of them. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a commitment. I'm going to attend one of them someday. Bring my wife, and I think that um, it would. It sounds like it would be a blast. The, the games are they're so diverse. I mean, yeah. I, being a history buff, and I, I'm fascinated with history. Yeah. And I use all that in the training room. So we do such a variety of different games. And we do we do one game, which is set in Japan in 1800. And it's with the geishas. And the, the game is set around the idea of um, it's a customer service game. And you have to deliver the product to the, to the customer. And the customer is the emperor of Japan. And so the emperor, you're not allowed to even have eye contact with a customer, but you have wow. to deliver something in absolute excellence. So you have to deliver origami and you have to live in absolute perfection. So in the game, the whole game is about folding origami, but you can't even talk to the geishas and you can't talk to the emperor. So the whole game is done in silence. So you can imagine a game for five hours and you're not allowed to talk, but you have a partner. And so you and the partner have to communicate without talking to fold the origami, and then you have to walk up in perfect harmony. So the two of you have to walk in perfect pacing towards this little corridor down towards the geishas, kneel down, bow, and then present your item to the geishas. And you get scored on three factors. On beauty is what you created in perfection for the customer. Wow. Race, do you move with flow and effortlessness? And then love. Are you in a space of joy and connection? 
And so you have to be with your partner and just simply, simply you and I as partners walking together in perfect harmony is such a challenge for people. And so people wow. spend people spend an hour simply walking together to the point where their hearts are beating at the same speed, that they're stepping, step, and they have to walk up and present this item to the occasion. And so for five hours, no one's talking. And they walk up and they present the item to the geisha and then they get a score. And wow. if, they, if it's accepted, they then get a next more complex item of origami they have to create. And so this game is all about you know, the, the being in connection with your partners, your business mm-hmm. partners, yeah. delivering to the customer in excellence, technical excellence, um, being able to come from a space of, of joy and connection. And it's funny, but you watch, we watch some games where people walk out, they deliver a great product, and they would walk up in perfect harmony, but there was no emotion. There was no connection between themselves and the, and the geishas, and the geishas would reject them. And they got rejected like five times, where they just they could not come from a place of love and connection while walking out to go and deliver their product. So the, the game is wow. powerful without even any words. So as a trainer, how can you impact people for five hours and never even speak? Wow. So when they get rejected, though, <laughs> I'm 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 digging this. So when they get rejected, they I mean, are they told like this no, is what you did the, wrong? The, the geishas motion to they've got three signs in front of them. So the geishas are kneeling, uh, um, and they have a they have like a, a desk in front of them, a low a low table, yeah. and they have three pieces of paper on the table. One saying beauty, one saying love, one saying grace. And all they do is they make eye contact and they motion to where you're falling short. Wow. Wow. That's got to be powerful. And, and life-altering. The, that, that game alone has transformed so many lives of people who just understanding themselves, their own body, their, their ability to work with a partner and be in sync and the delivering of technical excellence to make sure the customer gets what they're after. You know, you can't take shortcuts because they'll get rejected on quality. So question for you, do you still, um, cause I know you mentioned that you created a game for T Harvecker you created a game for Mark Victor Hansen and, and Robert Allen. Um, do you still create games for other people? Absolutely. Yes. What about companies? Do they hire you to come in and, and, and do this? I did some work for Chevron, but I prefer to work with the public sector because to me, I have complete freedom in my training room. Right. My training is like my own sacred space that I can create anything I want in that space. In the corporate environment, I have far more restrictions. I can't, you know, change the entire room dynamics the way I like. So generally, I, I do some corporate training, but mainly I'm busy around the world doing my own events. Love that. I love it. Clinton Swain, you are a genius, my friend. I was told you were a genius, and now you've proven it. It's 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 true, so... Man, this is this is incredible. So everybody watching needs to go over to go to ptw.com, which stands for play to win, right? Um, and learn more about Clinton and and his events and everything going on. 
you've worked with some of the greatest thinkers and minds in the world, um, which I personally know Mark Victor Hansen. If you've worked with him, then then you're doing extremely well. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm blown away by what you're doing. It's amazing. It's, it's humbling. It's humbling that this is the life path I've found myself on. And I found myself to a point where I can't find a peer. It's strange that I look around the world in all the different markets I'm in looking for people who are doing anything close to what I'm doing and finding people who are doing games-based learning at the level of what I do, I can't find them. I've never heard of it. This is the first time I, besides Sharon Lecter and, and Robert Kiyosaki doing the, 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 that, that game, I've never heard of it. You know, I, I use when it, when, after doing the section with the ringmaster and all the costumes, you know, I decided to go deep into that area of exploring identity and who we are on the planet. And I, my, I have 147 different personalities that I get to use and teach from those different identities. And each one has a deep profile. I have pages and pages of biography that I've made up about each person. So when I step into their role, it's not me, right? My geisha is not me. My, my military commander is not me. So I looked at identity of who we are. And your yeah. question earlier about why we fail is most of us are attached to the identity we have created for ourselves. And my belief is we are far more powerful than the identity we've created for ourselves. Right, right now you see Clinton, Clinton Swain, that's the identity I'm in right now as who I am. But who I am, deeper level below that, has far more potential. Um, are you a superhero fan? Have you watched some of the Marvel movies? Oh, yeah. Okay. So right now, they're talking a lot about the multiverse, right? The idea of simultaneous universes existing, right? Yes. And so for Ken Walls, Ken Walls is who you are now by the decisions you've made over your lifetime. The yep. big decisions and the small decisions, But simultaneously, there could be 500 other Ken Walls that could have had different life paths than what you've got right now. And by understanding that, we realize how much we can shift. So my baby boy is one one year old right now. His life path could go in a thousand different directions based upon the life choices he makes. And so when we look at that, when people go like they're stuck, it's going, that's because you're making the same choice every single day to be who you've chosen to be. Yep. And we understand our identity that actually we can be vastly different people by making different choices and radical choice. You know, you hear when people pack everything up and move overseas and go on a spiritual journey. Yep. Well, anyone has the ability to radically alter their life if they choose. But most people choose to be themselves day after day after day after day and wonder why they feel stuck. So for me, I wake up in the morning, Ken, and I, in a training room day, I wake up and maybe I'm a gymnast in the morning for three hours. Then I'm going to be a race car driver for two hours. Then I'm going to be a king for six hours. Then I'm going to be a jester for two hours. I'm going to end up the night for a rock star for five hours. And that's the roles I get to play deeply immersive in those roles. 
And the next day I might be five different characters. So understanding psychology and the limitations of who we are. So at one point I was going through some financial challenges back when I lost that money. And I then decided to get dressed in the role of my military commander. And when I'm walking around the house in full camo, carrying an assault rifle, it's amazing how it changes your perspective about the limitations of business partners and financial situations. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. And yep. so I renegotiated everything from that position of being an, a cold, emotionless military commander. And then once all those issues were gone, I could step back into me and my mindset and carry on. Yeah. And so I realized every limitation I've got is from my own choices. And if I choose to have a different identity, I can walk around those limitations and move on. You mentioned the the multiverse, right? Yeah. Right there. There it is. That's the multiverse right there. You put that thing on and you step into... I mean, there are worlds there that you can't... Like, people cannot... Like, whoever thought this stuff up, uh, it's it's crazy and i i totally agree people i i say this all the time that you need to learn how to reframe whatever it is like be being able to reframe what's happening and and look at a situation like you're talking about i i can i can step into whatever role i want to and and address this situation from whatever perspective that I really want to is what you're saying, right? Yeah, look, it's I've got amazing. one of my characters is a king, and the king lives in this world called Plantasia, where there's absolute abundance. Scarcity does not exist. Mm. And in that in that mindset, to step into the idea of the king, where there is no limitations, right. everything you want is possible. Right. So if I have any financial mindset limitation, I step into that role and go, he has unlimited wealth. What would unlimited wealth look like? How would you even manifest that in who you are and, then, and be able to get past blocks? And this Brilliant. ability I've got to I step into these different roles and, and have the freedom to move completely. And the reason most people can't do it is because let's say for Ken, Ken has a series of limiting limit of beliefs or a list of beliefs. And those beliefs give you a sense of safety in your identity. Yep. But it's very hard for Ken to have conflicting beliefs and stay sane in the role of Ken. Right. But if then you had a role of Thomas and Thomas had different beliefs than Ken, then you could step into a different role and operate from a completely different mindset whether it's overcoming the scarcity, whether it's about expression, whether yeah. whatever it is. And yeah. so because the way we operate on our belief system and we're bound to our identity, the way we create it, that's where a lot of limitations come from. And, and I've got the ability to bust through all of that with my characters and just go create a fun, playful, engaging life and live entirely in my own world. So you encourage people to to explore having multiple personality disorder. <laughs> my, my friend, my friend calls it. My friend calls me voluntary schizophrenic, um, because I get to step into different orders by choice voluntarily, yeah. but realizing that we were given a name at birth, and that name, while giving us a sense of identity, is also a trap 
because it gives us a set of beliefs we live by that often end up limiting people. Yeah. But if we can realize who we are beyond that is way bigger and way deeper. I, I truly believe, Ken, we're made in the image of God. We are made with unlimited potential. Yep. And we choose to limit our own potential. Totally agree with you. 1,000% agree with you. Craig is still watching. So so I I, I think that that um, I, I love what you're what you're talking about. And I, I, I mean I've said before, you know, we all have voices in our head. It, it's constantly running, right? And people that say that they don't talk to themselves will lie to you about other things too. Because everybody, you're always having a conversation with yourself. And I think that, that what you're talking about is learning how to, and correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, you're talking about how, learning how to tap into the voice that you need for that moment. Is that is that accurate? Am I on the right path? I would say to transcend the limitations that we have created for ourselves, to transcend, the, to transcend them back to the point of truly being unlimited. Because T. Harv talks about in The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, um, I believe it's in the beginning, or maybe I'm thinking of the four agreements, but maybe it's both, but about pro the programming that we're given the blueprint. He, you know, T Harv talks about the blueprint, the programming of the human Anthony DeMello talks about, you know, how we're born into this world, given, given that label Clinton, and then given, and then Clinton, if you do this, then you're a good little boy. And if you do that, you're a bad little boy. And, and all of those things accumulate and, and build upon each other until you are this adult that's in this box. So you're Very teaching so. people, get out of the freaking box. There's other, there's other worlds out here. Totally. I mean, if you look around the world and go, what's, what would be the mindset of uh, a Bollywood dancer? What's their mindset? How did they grow up? What did they learn? And how is their mindsets different than you? And what about what about someone who's in the military in South America? What's their mindset growing up, their culture and everything else? And why is their mindset different than yours? Right. Right. And when you understand that, that truly, if we are made in the image of God, we can have all those mindsets simultaneously. But my belief is this, our mental capacity doesn't match our spiritual capacity. Our spiritual capacity is unlimited, but our mental capacity can only contain a certain amount at one time, which is why we need an identity to operate and live by, but that operate that that's also the constraining factor from going out and doing everything you want to do. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I, I love and and you know I'm sitting here listening to you and I'm thinking if we're created, you know, because we've talked about a lot of things. We've talked about being created in the image of God. We've talked about um, wearing wigs and 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 old English, you know, attire. Um, and we've talked about um, schizophrenia. And and I, I I it makes me sit here and go, okay, if we're created in the image of God. And I don't know how to, I'm not sure I know how to say this. If we're created in the image of God, which God is it? And when I, when I say that, I mean, like, is it 
is it the the pastor behind the pulpit his version of god how he sees god is it the buddhist monk sitting in in a in a monastery meditating his version of god which version and is it just a a a um a selection in the moment does that make sense let, let me share my experience i was doing a course with deepak chopra in australia and wait deepak, hold on you can't just glaze pat like deepak you did a yeah. course with deepak i was doing a seminar with deepak in australia i was a student in his class and he was putting it this way he was wearing a necklace that had like buddhist christian krishna a whole lot of symbols on there yeah and someone asked him the question how can you wear what looks like contradictory images on one necklace wow. and he goes this is my perspective that we all seek the mountaintop the only question is which path are you going to go up are you going to go up the christian path or the islamic path or the buddhist path or the the, the hindu path but they all lead to the same top which is what i would say god is god is that unlimited unlimited potential free of religious constraints free of humans conceptions of god but mm. that ability of being unlimited so when you're saying is it the pastor i'm saying it's the mountaintop which represents all religions and it's simply humans attempt to define god that creates a religion wow it's simply me going for christianity I see a path to the mountaintop and I'm calling it Christianity. You see a different path and you call it Hinduism, but we're both attempting to reach the same point on the mountain. And that's what I see is the ability that every person has that ability of being completely unlimited. I agree. I, I, I mean, I don't know how many times I can say I agree in this show, but I agree with everything you're saying. It's beautiful. I, I would encourage everybody to, I, I'm so grateful I forget was who was it that introduced you and I? Was it Jeff Jeffrey Wolf. Wolf? Jeffrey Wolf, yeah, love that guy. I'm so grateful to Jeffrey for introducing us. Um, you've worked with some of the greatest people in the world. Had no idea that you knew Craig Doeswalt until just today. I love Craig. I'm speaking at his event in in Dallas in July. So so. Clinton, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for sharing. Just I, I can tell you didn't even share one percent of your wisdom and your knowledge. Um, everybody needs to follow you, get involved, look at your program, go to ptw.com. If somebody would type that in the comments for me, so it's a clickable link from the comments www.gotoptw.com and and man thank you i'm so grateful thank you my absolute pleasure and i hope you've hope i've left some things for you to to ponder and think about when you've left you what say say that I again hope i've left some ideas and things for you to think about when you've left oh my gosh my brain is on fire right now i i think that that you know, I look at uh, things very, very similarly. That's a hard word to say um, as as you. And, and so I, I see this as an opportunity for other people also to dig deeper into into the things that are stopping them from from achieving 
massive greatness in life. And I, I just think that there's so much more available and people just are playing so safe. And I don't, I don't always know how to convey the message to, to folks saying, get out of your freaking comfort zone, quit hiding from your life. Like there's more to life than what you're experiencing. And you're delivering that. And I love that. So thank you. My absolute pleasure. Thank you very much, Ken. Everybody follow Clinton. Where's the best place to follow you on social media, by the way? Um, Facebook. Follow me on Facebook. It's probably the best. That's where he posts okay. most of the information about the courses. Okay. Follow Clinton on Facebook. Go to the website. Check it out. Everybody follow him today. Go do it right now. Clinton, thank you so much. Stay with me. I'm going to end the live stream. Everybody have a fantastic day, and we will see you all later. Thank you so much, Clinton.